This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, pastor here at Radio Missions where the Lord has been faithful and uh, unto us for many, many years now. We were in New Orleans there. Pastor L.R. Shelton Sr. was the founder of this work. He became the pastor of that ministry there back in the late uh, 20s and early 30s. And then uh, after many years of preaching, the Lord awakened him to the fact that he was a lost sinner, never had been saved. Now, isn't that a grace? Folks make fun of that, but that's grace, my friend. The greatest thing that ever happens to an individual is to be shown that he's not saved. And then the next greatest thing, and he is the greatest thing, is to be saved. But my friend, we won't go into that. We have his life story here uh, from the plow handle to the pulpit. If you'd like it, you write me. We'll send you a copy of it. Also, his, his story of his life on how and when God saved the Baptist preacher and religiously lost and those things. If you write me, if you're interested, I'll send you a, a list of all of his messages that we have on CD, a title list, and you can order them in, in print simply by writing. Then they're also available on CDs. And uh, for, for many, many years, he went forth preaching the gospel. And uh, now, after many years there as a pastor, uh, after Brother Gail passed away, uh, the Lord called me, pastor of the church there, and I was there for several years until Katrina came along. And I say washed us out of New Orleans, ran us out of New Orleans, but that was, I think was the greatest thing that ever happened to us. We were able to sell the property there and for a decent price and had enough money to build a new chapel and a new bookstore here in Walker. We're about 100 miles, 90 miles from New Orleans. Many of our folks hear us over the radio there. They'd heard us before on the radio, and we're streaming. All of our messages are streaming over the Internet. And we're here in Walker now. Our regular services are just like we had in New Orleans. And Voice of Truth, early every Sunday morning, it's 7 o'clock. And then we come here to the chapel, 10 o'clock to Bible school, 11 o'clock to worship hour. Brother Freddie Murdoch teaches our Sunday school class here for our adults. And we have children's Sunday school. And I, I'd like to remind you folks, if you're in this area, Walker, Dental Springs, in this area, we have Sunday school classes here and uh Young children come and learn the Bible and learn the scriptures, and they're taught of the Lord. We have gracious teachers. And uh, remember uh, that you can hear us uh, in Hoboken or Saipay or Shanghai, wherever, over the Internet. You write me, I'll send you that information. We also have a material we put together here, what we most surely believe and preach at the old Trailblazer broadcast. We'd be glad to send that to you. We have a material put together on the Errors of the Bible, all of those erroneous Bibles, we'll be glad to send that to you. And I tell you, these studies on the home that we've been bringing now are available on CDs. I'll offer them for $1 per CD plus postage. So let's go back now. We left off in our last study. We were looking there at the woman, the queen of the home. We saw those things there. And I know you can't, you miss a subject now and then, but if you will call and get these studies and uh, we'll be glad to send them to you. But we're going to go in today looking at children and in and heritage of the Lord. The children and heritage of the Lord. We look there first at God establishing the home and then the man, the head of the home. But we're looking today, children and heritage of the Lord. So let's turn. If you have your Bibles there, I ask you if you're able, keep your Bible there close. If you're traveling, just listen if you will. Turn there to the 127th Psalm. And I want to read those five verses, just a little short psalm. Listen now. You listen. Would you sit up and listen? 
Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his, is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of an almighty man, of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is a man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Now that's the 127th Psalm, if you'd like to go back there and read it. We notice there in the third verse it said, Children are an heritage of the Lord. Now I know I know in this day and time that we live in, I know there's lots of sorrow. We see lots of sorrow because many of our homes, and we've spoken about that uh, lately, and we'll, we'll go back in that later on, maybe in this same study, how that our homes have been broken up by Satan's forces and by neglect and by just a downright uh, human failure and downright sinfulness of folks who marry and have children and neglect them and our some of we call our some of them our deadbeat dads, and now we have deadbeat moms who abandon their children. But we're not in that today. But listen, children are the joy of the home. They're they're the joy. I love to see young people marry and and fall in love and marry, and then uh, have children. How often we think otherwise? Everywhere you turn today, you hear this expression. I've even seen it. On a, a sign on the front of business places, children and dogs not wanted. Oh, my friend, listen, you can't build a home without children. Now, thinking about that sign, children and dogs not wanted. I know the old trailblazer has a lot of lot of cockeyed ideas. We folks to tell me that that I'm a foggy-eyed old fool. But one of the things that I see today is many of our folks. Uh, rather have a dog in their home than they had a child. Now, you, you think I'm not telling you the truth? Oh, I know folks. I know folks who would not part with their dog because they've become accustomed to it and they, they don't have children, so they get them a dog, and maybe their children are all grown and gone. But, my friend, I see the, I see the, the way that uh, folks treat their animals, dogs and cats, and then I see how folks treat their children their physical health and those things. But listen, listen. So we see that sign, children and dogs not wanted. But you can't build a home without children. Children are a blessing to the home, my friend. I was born back there in the early Depression, early years of the Depression, and we were poor. Most, most everybody that I knew was poor. But it seemed like being poor uh, economically, and uh, near the poverty level, maybe in the poverty level, it seemed like back then that it drew our folks together. And our children, our children in my family and in the families that I knew of, those kids that went to school with me, and uh, we were all in the same condition, poor. And our, our dads had to work hard and worked on the WPA back then in those days and the CCC camps. Many of our young men went in the CC camps. It was an organization like the, uh, the, 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 where the young men could go there and they pay them a small salary and they worked and built roads and built uh, outhouses and all those things back there under Franklin Delano Roosevelt's administration. And, uh, but what I'm saying is that 
in those days, the, the, the poor days, it seemed like the children were a blessing to the home. I know in my own family, I had a brother and three sisters. My brother and I were practically the same age. He was a little older than I was. And my sister, one sister near my age. And my dad had a little small farm. And we raised strawberries for a living and beans and potatoes and those things. But we worked in that field. My dad believed in a child working. We came up working. And when, we, when I was seven or eight years old, my brother and I milked two or three cows before we went to school in the morning, carried the milk into the house to my mother where she could strain it up and set it aside. And then we went out and fed the, the hogs and the chickens and whatever was out there. And we, we learned how to work. And we learned to obey. My dad never spoke to us but once or twice. He was a very gentle man. He didn't, he, we weren't abused by any sort, but we knew we had to mind. And we, surely we got our behinds tanned a few times because we disobeyed. But we learned to obey. And I was telling someone recently about our school days. We would have never thought about sassing our teacher. It was yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, or yes, sir, and no, sir in those days because we were trained at home. And then as we grew older, uh, my brother and I, after after school, uh, got to work out, find a job, work out, help, help supply the work there at home. But we, we were blessed because we were made to obey. And I'm, I'm going to get to that in a little bit, how that the children of today, yes, they are heritage of the Lord, but how many now are a scourge under the home? They're, they're worthless and useless, and they come up because they are not trained. They're not, and it may be because of the problems in the home. They, they, so many of our homes now are one-parent homes and uh, so much of that. And now another thing that I see, and maybe you disagree with me, I see so much of the social programs that go on now that folks get, get by without working. They go to the courthouse once a month and get a uh, uh, get a some kind of a uh, welfare uh, credit card to where they can buy just about everything they need someone pays their rent someone pays their utility bills our federal government now subsidizing utility bills those things are well and good if the people are truly needy but how many of how much of it is is uh got out of hand oh my friend and it what does it do it causes folks not to work it causes causes folks to, to, to lay back and to, and to slack off. And I find that now, after being in business all my life, and now I'm retired and out of that business, but I see now you can hardly find a young man that wants to work. They like to have a big payday, but they don't want to work. They don't want to start at the bottom. They want to start at the top. And the first question they ask you when they come in looking for a job is, how much do I make? How much will I take home on Friday? Those kind of things. And uh, if you look at one of them crossways, uh, he just ups and leaves. And the first thing is you gotta you gotta tell them that you don't allow earrings in their nose, one in their lip, and one in their ear, one in their tongue. All of those things. That's another subject for another day. But my friend, we're losing. We're losing that. The Lord said that the children are a heritage. They're what represents their family, their their forefathers, and their 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 parents. In, in, as they go through life, they are in heritage to the Lord. But listen, listen, that verse that says, happy is a man that hath his quiver full of them. Oh, my friend, I wish every mother and father listening to me would weigh these words carefully 
and begin to realize that children are of the Lord. I've never been able to understand how a wife would fight against having children and raising children in her home. I just don't understand that. They don't want to be tied down there. They live a, a social life. And I've known mothers who would even curse a day that they became uh, expected. Oh, but listen, this also holds good for the father or the man of the home. Listen, children are an heritage of the Lord. We'll get back into it in our next study tomorrow. I know that we, we have all these awful things now of abortion clinics and all of those things for children to get rid of children. Young girls don't want to have those babies. They lay down and get pregnant, and they don't want to have the babies, so they uh, they, and now we passed a law where you can have one and go take it and lay it on the steps of the firehouse and somebody will take care of it, and that's a good law. But, my friend, they shouldn't have had the baby to start with. And I know we're just getting warmed up, and uh, I praise the Lord for each one of you. I pray for your families. I pray for a host of families across this nation who have written me with their problems and their trials. And I'm praying for you, my friend. You having problems, I'm praying for you. And you, Dad. Uh, you listen to me. I'm praying for you. Would you Would you remember my mailing address? The old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.